0: Hello and welcome to the Mind Springs podcast with me, Alastair Appleton. I hope you enjoy what you hear, and if you'd like to find out more about us, then visit mind-springs.org. Yeah, I don't want to suggest that we shouldn't look after ourselves. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. It's how we, we look after ourselves. Of course, if we're ill, and I'm really sorry to hear that you're still suffering from long-Covid, um, and if we're ill or if we're you know hungry, literally physically we need to eat, then we should eat, not because we're greedy or because we're not being a bodhisattva. Uh, being a bodhisattva doesn't mean physically starving yourself, quite the opposite. But you're eating in order to be connected, in order to connect to the people who made your food, but also to give yourself energy to connect out and be of benefit to yourself and to others. So it's not about not looking after yourself. Uh, you know, in, in some ways, the greatest gift we can give to other people is being healthy and strong and well-nourished, well-rested. Because being... I don't mean that you know we have to physically kind of just not care about ourselves. That's not that's what I mean. But the way that we care about ourselves... Um, is very important. Uh, this sense of poverty mentality that somehow you know, when, we're, when we're ill, you know, it's very easy to get into that state. Um, the, the sense that there is oh, we must only look after ourselves. This can back us into a dead end where we just get worse and worse, because uh, plugging in to a, you know, a care network, allowing other people to care for you, or just using your practice or this time of convalescence to really notice what are the things that uh, you do that cut you off from the greater resource of your higher self or the energy of the earth or whatever, however you want to frame it. You know, this can be a very useful time. Um, I'm not suggesting that we all kind of just go out and endlessly help people. because That's also a bit weird probably a kind of construct of our mind. But it's about how we nurture ourselves and why we nurture ourselves. You you, you mentioned the Bodhisattva kind of vows. The Bodhisattva vow transforms everything that we do and gives it really strong roots because it's like the antidote to that cul-de-sac of the self. Because when we're attending ourselves and looking after ourselves and exploring what it feels like to have long COVID, you are building a, a network into all the other long COVID sufferers around the world, which is a fantastic resource when you start to feel better. Or even when you're not feeling better, it's still a fantastic resource that you could connect with them, share your experience, help them by feeling community even if you just think about them, you don't actually have to set up a help group, but to recognize that your suffering is part of a much wider pattern of suffering all through this, particularly this time. So I I, I don't want to at all suggest that we don't look after ourselves, but it's how we look after ourselves that is important, and that we don't fall into the trap of um, self-limiting Poverty mentality. Does that? I'm not sure that makes entirely sense, but does that, yeah, of course. And it's you know, we definitely go through times in our life when you know we're ill or we're depressed or you know we don't have like bounding life energy. But that doesn't mean that we um, have failed or somehow that we should feel guilty. That is just being human. And in being human and plugging into that experience really deeply, then we are infinitely expanding our empathy. Because if, you know, know, I know people like this, indeed I have been like this myself, if you feel like, right, I'm a bodhisattva warrior, I can only be strong and healthy and I must help all people and any sign of weakness is pathetic and I need to, slightly over-exaggerating, but you know, this this idea that you have to be strong and blazing and compassionate at all times is really, paradoxically, really uncompassionate. (laughs) Because what is implicit in that is that anybody who's depressed or sad or ill is a bit pathetic and needs to just pull themselves up by their bootstraps and be like me. (laughs) And that's the opposite of compassion. And so when life throws you a curveball and lays you out for seven months with a mysterious illness, but one that millions of other people around the world are also experiencing, then this is an enormous lesson in connection, real connection, not just of phony connection. But actually, you shouldn't feel guilty about it at all, that you're not able to be your, whatever your idea of being a mindfulness teacher was. This is the great... Teaching that you're experiencing right now. And in some ways, although it's horrible, I'm sure it's really horrible, uh, there is uh, an energetic feeding that is going on, uh, not least to the part of you that may um, hate being ill. That, that part of you might be relaxing and softening, and you might be becoming more gentle towards your ill self which, of course, then benefits all your clients enormously. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to join our live sessions, you can at mindsprings-practicespace.org. Also, if you feel inspired to give us a review or a rating, we'd really appreciate it. It helps other people find us.